Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. Go Tenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because Go Tenants is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more. Good morning, everyone. We are bang on nine o'clock. In fact, my clock says 8.59, so we're a little bit early. I'm just going to share this out of my group so it gives everybody the benefit of today's show. Uh, so just bear with me just one second while I do that. And here we go. Let's just share that now. And hopefully today the internet gremlins will stay away and look after us. So that's just been shared. So good morning, everyone. Good morning. We've got Ant Lyons this morning with us, the co-founder of YPM Magazine. And Ant and I have just been having a little bit of a chat just before the show. And we've got so much to share. Well, Ant certainly got so much to share with you. And, and if you've got any questions, folks, you know, we like to keep these broadcasts completely interactive. We are live. So if you've got anything you'd like to ask either myself or Ant uh, about Ant's journey, then please please make sure that you comment in the section below. So, Ant, good morning and welcome to Cup of Tea with Rick G. Good morning, Rick. Hope it's okay. I'm a cup of coffee. So. I'm coffee as well. You know, cup of coffee with Rick G doesn't quite That's sound it. the same. <laughs> so, Ant, um, I've been really looking forward to this today. And, you know, you've got an amazing story. And, you know, you are a property investor. You're a business person. You're a serial entrepreneur. You're a developer. And you've just been talking to me about your new projects, which we'll come on to later. So can we go back, all the way back to the beginning? Well, let's talk about YPN Magazine. So YPN Magazine, for those that are listening that don't subscribe to it, is one of the uh, the country's best-selling property investors magazines and it's full of real life case studies it's full of real life deals it's full of uh, stories quips you know it's just awesome it's an awesome magazine so how did all of that start and what was the vision okay well like pre-credit crunch um i was sort of doing the no money down investing like other people were i guess at the time so buying a property and then able to um to refinance it on the same day so you gain property without a lot of money which was good because i didn't have any um and then and then that stopped um or was it sort of about april 2008 something like that march 2008 that with mortgage Credit express and all of that was it yeah yeah, yeah all, all of that so and then <clears throat> so I, I genuinely mike and myself are like right well we don't know how to make any money anymore in property um because we only knew that we just knew that one thing really uh, mike mike knew loads more than me about other businesses I knew nothing. Um, so the, the, the concept of the magazine was came uh, came up as we were driving back from an event one night and it was dark and we were like, well, what are we going to do now? And we said, well, we can't be the only people wondering what other people are doing to make money in property. And Mike had had some experience before in publishing and I'd done a little bit in publishing before. And so we decided to do a magazine. Um, yeah, and that was how, how did you decide just to do a magazine? I mean, did you have any... Uh, I didn't even know how to start doing anything like that in publications. So was it literally just yourself and Mike doing it on yeah. a Word document to begin with and then sending it to a publishers? Well, a little bit, 
yeah, I mean, actually, from, from day one, we, we, we got some other investors on board. And this is how naive I am that I thought, well, this will be great. You know, we'll, everyone bungs in a little bit of money and it wasn't a lot of money. And we'll all, you know, we'll all work together to create this thing. Now, this is how naive I was because they were a great set of guys and I'm eternally grateful, but management by committee doesn't work. And, you know, what ended up happening is Mike and I would sit there for sort of, you know, back in the day, sort of 50 or 60 hours a week trying to get this thing up together. And everyone else, it was just something they were involved in. So after a year, we we, we bought them out of the magazine business and we gave them, I think we gave them 100% return on their money or something like that. And at that point, we'd be doing it a year and we were like, you know what, this this could go somewhere. Um, and so how do you do it? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think I'd sort of, I, I, I built up a little bit of a contacts list of people in the sort of property industry and I pulled in every favour imaginable. So Simon Zucci, Jim Halliburton, everybody who was around at, back, back then at the time, say, look, can I come and see you and write about what you're doing and look at some projects? Because I wanted to learn as well, as much as anything else, I wanted to learn what other people were doing. Um, and then I did it and I tapped away and made loads of spelling mistakes and grammatical errors. And then at the time got my wife to correct some of them. And, and we found a magazine publisher. We had, we had a great designer that I'd worked with for a couple of years in other stuff. And he still works with us today. Um, he does a brilliant job. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, um, and that was it. And I remember nervously taking the magazines to the very first event that we ever went to and, and sitting around and someone picked one up. I was like, oh, my God, someone's reading it. And then I saw him put it down again. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and did you, you know, what kind of feeling do you get Ant, when people um, people start talking about it? You know, social media starts to tag you in and social media starts to say, have you read YPN magazine? I bet that's an amazing feeling. Yeah, I'm really, really blessed, actually, for, for several reasons. Firstly, is I, I genuinely, genuinely love talking about other people's projects. I'm massively nosy, and the job uh, uh, affords me to ask the questions that most people would feel a bit too embarrassed to ask or awkward to ask. Like, So how much money did you make on that, or how much did you lose on it, and what went wrong? And, you know, you wouldn't have that conversation around the dinner party table about how much someone earns a year. So uh, I get to ask that. Which yeah, I love that. I love looking at the projects. It is, isn't it? And it's almost like that. And people are wearing their hearts on their sleeves and they're bearing all and they're saying, look, you know, this is how much we're making because it does inspire other people to perhaps go out and maybe try and replicate what they're doing. So, you know, back yeah. in the day, you know, did, did you did you have a physical marketing plan or was it just, you know what, you, the team, yourself, Mike, George, you're going to go out there and you're just going to, I don't know, I suppose just going to sit there and networking events and sell the product. Yeah, we spent a lot of time driving up and down the uh, M4, M5, M6, um, you know, and I do mean a lot of time. And George and Mike put in more time than and mileage than I did. I had, uh, in, in the time I had, let me think about it. So I had twins. Um, after, we, after we've been going about a year, we had, Anna and I had twins. I was like, oh, my God, now I've really got to make this work. So we drove up and down the country, <clears throat> going to networking events, trying to come up with a sort of formula for the magazine to, to sell it. That, that worked for the at a networking event and then we sort of refined it to say well how can we do this online and how can we sort of build up a subscription a, a, a membership and so the job for 10 years still has been really you know we've got sort of two parts of the business one full editorial team um <clears throat> who whose job it is to create an excellent product and the other one is, is you know how do we make sure that every day you know 10 
15 people new sign up to this magazine. So, so those are the sort of two jobs. So, um, and I sit between them really. So, Right. Okay. And did you ever think it was going to get to where it is now? I mean, I know that obviously every time somebody wants to start a business, you've got great aspirations. It doesn't always work to plan. Did you, I mean, you just hit 10 years. You're still, I mean, I don't know what the stats are, but I would suggest that you are one of, if not the most popular property investing magazine in the country because of what you've created and the content you provide. Um, did, <laughs> did you ever think it was going to get that far? No, it was never like that for me in the beginning, Rick, to be honest. It was all driven out of fear. So I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have a career or a job to to, to go back to. You know, I, I'm, I've never been that clever, really. So, uh, you know, I, I, it, it, I, it, fear was a huge motivator for me. You know, I had to pay the bills. I had to make sure that I put food on the table for my wife and very, very young family. And I... Um, I think Mike could see it more than me. He's got a lot more business experience than me. And he used to say to me, he used to say, name this figure and go, you know, do you know what, Ant? I reckon we can get to earning this amount per month. And I never believed him. I was like, no, you know, and well, okay, Mike, we'll try. Um, and, and we absolutely did get there and surpassed that figure, thank, thankfully. Um, but it came down to every day, you've got to have a vision for it, but at the same, you know, you're a longer plan, but you've also got to put in the, the daily bit. And it's exactly the same on the development stuff and the property investing stuff. You know, you've got to work it every single day and have mini goals that you're going to hit each month, each week and, and each day. So I was focusing back then, I was focusing on, right, let's, let, you know, let, let's try and pay all the bills this month and make a bit more. And that was, you know, I think <clears throat> I see some people starting out there like, you know, I'm a billion pounds worth of property and I have a huge amount of admiration for that. But at the same time, let's start with one and, and then and then and then the next one and then the next one and then the next one. So yeah. I think it's right to say you wouldn't just jump into a Ferrari, would you? You know, you've got to sort of start with your little your little Fiat or your little Corsa or something yeah. like that and work your way up to it. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, the people that you um you've been doing this for 10 years, you've been interviewing people in the magazine for obviously as long as that. Um where where do you get the case studies from? Is it something that you've got a researching team out there that just, you know, invite people in? How does that work? Uh, a little bit. I mean, <clears throat> groups like yours, Rick, are massively useful for us, you know. And, and I always say every time I do an interview, I get to the end of it, I say thank you to the person for doing it. And thank you for sharing it because we couldn't produce the magazine without them. And I absolutely mean it. Um, so... I'm a member of a number of groups and I look out for projects that look interesting and I follow a little bit, if I'm honest, the stuff that I'm interested in. So, um, you know, that might move from, we always try and make sure we've got a variety of case studies. So if you're brand new, there's, you know, a, a low entry point project that you, which you can relate to. But if you've been doing it a little bit longer, maybe there's something that's going to make 10 grand a month or 50 grand a month or put, you know, half a million in the bank so that, we appeal to everybody, but there's a sort of natural stepping stone between it. So we find a lot of our case studies from our readership. We get people who write in and go, oh, I did this project. What do you think? And we sit down and say, look, sent in this HMO. It's quite cool looking. What do we think? Um, and then the next stage is we ask the, the questions, which probably <clears throat> most people aren't used to answering. So we send out a sort of information file saying, right, what do you spend on it? Now detail all the legal costs, the buying costs, the structure of the JV, if it's a JV. What did you spend on it to do the work? Where did that money go in? And let's see a breakdown of it. Because we do want to know that the deal was real. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's obviously doing your due diligence on that. You're putting people out on a pedestal, really, aren't you? You know, I mean, it's... You are. I mean, I always want to say that, you know, if someone's on a group or someone's in a magazine or whatever, you know, that, that you've still got to... It's still buyer beware. You, yeah. you know, you know, we we do what we can to sort of check out the, the deal, but that's ne- never a sort of an endorsement of this person because that's a dangerous thing. You don't know what other decisions that person might make or else they've got going on. So we... We try and focus on the deal um, and the challenges that that person overcame within that particular project. I remember, um, I think you and I had an interview. I know you used to live, you, you you don't do the interviews sort of directly anymore now because you've grown so much and you've got a lot on. We're going to talk about your property investing in a second. But I remember the first um, interview that I did with you guys. Um, and it was just awesome, you know, because um, it is, it's a special feeling when, when you, you interview people or when you are on somebody else's show as well. Um, but that is a, it's a big turning point when you have a national magazine wanting to share your story. So I want to thank you for that, Ant, as well. And thank you for your team as well for helping us out. Um, oh, that's all right. No problem. Um, so I know that you've got, you've got really big things planned for YPN coming forward. And we spoke before the show and you mentioned to me that, you know, you're going to go um, and develop something really exciting. So what is that, Ant? Can you share that with us? Yeah, sure. We've got a few things really in the pipeline because, you know, you know what business is like. And, you know, everyone says publishing is, you know, quite old fashioned or, or whatever. But we think people still like a physical product. However, you know, I don't know about you, Rick, but literally that's my phone and it sits next to me 24 hours a day. It's always in reach. We're always we're always on them, aren't we? So um, actually following on from our call this morning, I have a, a, a second uh, a call with um, uh, an app developer. So we're looking to see if we can put the magazine into an app and then give all our existing subscribers access to the app, which is kind of interesting because you can read it on the go and um, you can, as well as reading the piece in the magazine, you should be able to click it and actually listen to the audio of the actual interview that we did with that person. So um, it's quite it's quite an interesting concept mm-hmm. that other, other publishers are doing it. And I think we're, they're showing us a sort of demo version of it in a minute. Um, in, in an hour or so. That and sounds we... really interesting, Anne. Is that going to be, because I do subscribe to some magazines and I watch them on my iPad. So is that going to be um, for the phone and the iPad? Is it going to be universal app? Yeah, it will be, yeah, universal. Okay. And the, so it's going to allow, so um, for example, hey, this isn't planned and this is not planned. I just okay. happen to have a copy of YPA. Honest to God, yeah. that is that is real, as true as I someone, But yeah, okay. <laughs> You've got to have one, but you know what? Um, so everything that you get in YPM magazine, is it so you're going to be able to read it in a similar format on the app? Yeah, it's in a similar format. I won't go into all the boring details. I've got that next to it. Oh, yeah, you've got that. that. So putting, putting a PDF online just doesn't work for whatever yeah. reason. It just doesn't. You know, we don't re- nobody really reads them. I don't know about you. If I get a contract across as a PDF, I always think like, oh, really? Um, so they, they adapt it. So they adapt it for the app version. And so we, we, we see the demo version of that in about an app's time. So um, I think and then we're, sorry, go on. Sorry, Ant. I was saying, and then, and then the, the kind of next step for us as well, and it's something I, I, I probably wasn't going to talk about today, but we are currently exploring the opportunity as well where um, our readers can share in the success of the magazine um, by actually taking a share in the magazine. So uh, that is, is very, very um, 
sort of hot off the press news that, and I won't say too much more about it. Oh, you can't not say anything more about that after you've just said that. Can we talk a bit more about that, Ant, or not? Yeah, well, look, okay, so I'm in the middle of a number of sort of talks at the moment with um, solicitors, tax accountants, and um, actually sort of FCA consultants and those kind of people. So um, we've had, and I'll talk about our development deals in a minute, we've we've raised over £2 million worth of funding for our projects through crowdfunding. And I love the fact that in crowdfunding, um, anybody can actually um, share in the success of a project. So from a few hundred pounds or a few thousand pounds or whatever, you can get involved in something and get a decent return on your money for once because, you know, we all know that if you stick money in the bank at the moment, it gets, what, 0.1% or something like that. You know, it's pretty pitiful. So what we would like to do is to um, uh, enable our readers to buy a share in the magazine and get... um, what we would deem to be a very good return on on, on, on their investment. So that's really um, exciting. Um, and then, you know, that's we spoke about this before um, we went live. We said, should we talk about it? Shouldn't we talk about yeah, it? And I said I wasn't going to, didn't I? <laughs> well, you know what, folks, um, for everyone, that is an amazing opportunity. So you've heard it here first. You've heard it here first in the HMO Property Community Group. Um, what I am going to be wary of, folks, here is that we do have FCA PS slash 133 regulations that doesn't allow us to, or doesn't allow Ant, it's nothing to do with me, of course, um, to be able to um, pitch for investment and things like that on um, on this format. So what I would say is, if you wanted to talk about that to Ant directly, then maybe you can message Ant directly and you can get more information from that. Is that okay, Ant? Are they allowed to do yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, as I say, it's absolutely early days at the moment. We're never quite sure what you can say and what you can't say on an open yeah. forum. So what I'd rather do is get it right. Um, we, we've got a, a, another couple of meetings over the next week or so, and we have produced a sort of investment memorandum which will be available. So give me a couple of weeks and we'll be able to, to sort of release a bit more information about that. So, folks, you hear it here first. If you want to buy some shares in YPM Magazine, they may be coming available soon. Excellent. That's really exciting. You know what? And that's the first time I've heard that today as well. So thank you so much for yeah, sharing. I wasn't even meant to say it, but never mind. No, you know what? I think you, quite a few people tag you in now once they start yeah. this. You know, Terrible it goes out to a lot of people. You know, 25,000 people on social media. This will reach by the end of today. So, you know, that's a massive group. And I'm really excited about. I could talk to you about that all afternoon. Let's. Um, that's YPN, folks. So um, before we close the YPN side, because I know that um, that's not just what you do. You know, you've got an awful lot of other things that we're going to share. Um, so if anybody wants to subscribe to YPN, then I'm going to put the link in the bottom of the comments when we finish the live show. If you click on that link, it will take you through to the YPN landing page. And if you subscribe, you get your first month for free and then your consecutive months for 7.95 thereafter and it is pay as you go you can cancel at any time just wanted to share that because people will be asking how they can join etc so i will be posting the link folks in the comments a little bit later for that so ant let's move forward then from ypn in fact let's just go through a couple of the comments that are coming in at the moment so um we've got a comment here unfortunately we don't see the name that comes up it says had it not been for ypn i wouldn't have been introduced to this group and new era training so thank you so much for that thank you very much indeed whoever shared that please put your names in the comments folks if you can um paul hi paul paul collie is here from telford hi paul (laughs) good to see you here and ypn is a fantastic achievement and a credit to you and the team 
It's very I've nice. Got, I've got, I know Paul of old, and I don't know if he'll remember me personally or not, but I've always had a huge amount of respect for, for him and the stuff that he does outside of property as well. So yeah, absolutely, because um, Paul does a lot of the um, blood banking stuff, okay. yeah, bike, bike, yeah. yeah, for, for free. So yeah, excellent, really nice chat, Paul. Uh, and then we've got another comment here saying YPN app question mark that would be amazing because the magazine doesn't fit in all of my handbags. That's from Dave. So yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, that's it's a big motivation. We are we are trying to get it right for, for you. We are also very aware that people consume media in different ways, don't they? You know, some um Mike, my business partner, he loves it when a sort of video pops up on a website and it tells him what you know it's it sort of rather than him reading it. I hate that. It all seems really intrusive. So, you know, we consume media in different ways. So we're we're just trying to and stay ahead of it. It's never going to go away, Ant, is it? And no matter what kind of, you know, device that you carry with you, everybody now is either wearing something, holding something, um, and, you know, you know yourself, you'll walk, uh, you'll walk into a restaurant and 80% of the people in the restaurant around the tables are on their device, are doing something. It's a shame, isn't it? Is it a shame? I, I, you know, I thought you were going to say, Rick, then no matter what device, you know, Rick's got one of them. I have. And it's Apple. I've got to have an Apple device. And so moving forwards then, so um, you don't just do um, YPN magazine, do you? So I know that over the last few years, yourself and your team and your partners uh, have been investing heavily in bigger deals and bigger properties. So um, can you talk to us about, you know, the deals that you're working on at the moment? I'll talk through the sort of stepping stone as well, yeah. if that's okay. Because yeah. for you, for me, it was, it was for, for a lot of years, sort of pre, no, post credit crunch, um, I bought quite a lot of flats um, where they were sort of de- in the depths of the credit crunch. They were worth maybe sort of 45 or 50 grand or something like that. And I knew that pre-credit crunch, they'd been worth about 85 or 90, something like that. Um, and then they were in a poor state of repair. So for, for many years, I bought flats or, you know, buildings with a couple of flats in them and refurb them, sat on them for six months and then refinanced them and took out probably most of, of my money and all of those I still own all, all of them now and they sit there chugging along every month and they make me a couple of hundred quid a month profit um, each there or thereabouts as a single let after I take off all the running costs and I employ letting agents and that sort of thing so I've got quite a few of those <clears throat> and then um, I suppose I, I live in an old farmhouse Rick and um, we're sort of mid, mid renovation of it and um, about a year ago we were like, right, we want to do this next bit on the house. And it was going to cost about £40,000, that bit. So I was like, right, I don't know about you, Rick. I never save money, really. I'm, I'm, I'm okay at making it, but I'm very good at spending it. So um, <laughs> I make it and, and Lorraine spends it, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, very brave while well, she's not there, yeah. So, um, so we... We, we found this, uh, Chrissy, who's another one of my partners in the sort of property stuff, um, we found this building that was, it was an end of terrace, it, it split into four flats owned by a housing association, so Victorian end of terrace on Dale Road in Plymouth. And um, I'd done loads of these as single ones or even two at a time. Um, so we looked at it and said, well, okay, what can we do with it? And I think we paid, uh, let me think, I think we paid, 160,000 for the building um and then we spent about 20 grand per apartment on turning <coughs> a, a very tired grotty one bed into a quite nice two bed by um taking the kitchen out moving what was the kitchen into the the 
into the lounge area. So it was an open plan living there. What was the kitchen became second bedroom. So it was not um, not hugely complicated, uh, but we ended up making about between Chrissy and I about £100,000 profit on that one project. It took nine months from start to finish. Pay for my lounge, which uh, you know I'm not sat in there. Well, not a bad bit of profit in nine months. It was great, and then that gave us the confidence to sort of move up again. Um, and then, so the next one we did was two Grade Two listed buildings sat next to each other. Um, so numbers ten and eleven, the Crescent in Plymouth. Um, there were offices at the time. We got had to go through full planning um, uh, to get change of use to residential which we, we worked with a brilliant architect and he did all the planning for us as well down um, there. Before you move forward on that, I think you're playing this down a little bit. So you say two grade two listed buildings. They weren't just a couple of properties, were they? I mean, it was pretty substantial. Yeah, it, was, it cost the two of them. It's 10,000 square feet, um, five stories, including a basement. The basements were in terrible state. And the, um, the two buildings we bought for 750,000. So I, I was doing the maths like this game, well, 75K per flat. What's it going to cost to do them? 50, 60 grand, something like that per apartment. And then, um, you know, we know they'll be worth 180 to 200, something like that. There's got to be a margin in it. Um, so we so we, we did that project and we're just um, completing on the last of those now. So I've been in that deal for two years. Uh, and that's the, the other big learner that on these bigger projects, you're in it for a long time and you don't get paid till right at the end. So, you know, if you're going to do those, you've got to have a, a job or a business that's going to pay a wage throughout. You can't really just go into doing a development of 20 apartments or whatever, because, you know, you might go broke becoming a multimillionaire. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you've got to sort of manage the cash flow uh, month to month. Very often, you know, even um, in the interim, because we do those kind of deals as well. You've got cash flow coming in because um, you know, you're doing the properties up and uh, you're putting tenants in, and so the cash flow comes in. But very often, that cash flow goes back into the pot to help pay for the unforeseens that the QS didn't account for at the beginning uh, of the project. Yeah, I mean, and these, and we had no intention of keeping these ones. These were all going to be for sale, so we were never going to see any money until actually the last two apartments got sold. Yeah. So. You know, you, and you're you're absolutely right that the, the difference between a small project and working with a you know an independent builder or whatever, and moving on to to working with a sort of a big contractual contractor, you know, a main contractor, um, is totally different. Um, you know, you've you've got to be prepared to sort of sit down with their um, their MD and their QS, and they're going to use terms and language that you don't understand. You don't even know what it means. You know. You might know it, Rick. I definitely don't. You know how much it's going to cost to blast that one room, or do the architraves, or whatever it is, or you know the drainage, the results of the drainage survey and the asbestos survey and stuff that we just don't know. So you have to be prepared to be completely out of your comfort zone and find someone who's on your side. You do, you know, and listed building consent as well. And you know, I think it took us nearly twelve months to get full listed building consent before we could do a damn thing. You know, you sometimes you don't take those kind of things into consideration on those bigger deals. Yeah, and so 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 we were sort of doing this one, the correct ten and eleven crescent, and we thought, well, would it be great? And then we get to this one, and just as we get to that one, the end of that one, we'll, we'll do another project. And then it, that's not what happens, obviously. Um, so another one came along, and this was the Pern Convalescent Home in 
again in Plymouth, which was a you know a bigger project again. I mean, it was similar in size in terms of size of ten apartments. Um, but the building's amazing. If anyone wants to Google Pern Convalescent Home in Plymouth, I haven't got a picture of it in front of me, me at the moment. It's an amazing looking building. And it was a big step up again because then the build cost was going to be eight, nine hundred thousand pounds. And now suddenly I've gone from in three steps, I've gone from a 45 grand flat with a 20 grand or 10 grand refurb to doing 10 of them at the same time and a million pound build on it. And, you know, you. Uh, the, the secret for me was definitely to work with people who are much better than me. So, oh, have, absolutely, I'd... you've got to surround yourself with better people all the time, haven't you? And what do you think? Um, do you think there's less competition in that market because they are bigger, bigger numbers? I, I used to think so. Yeah. So for a while, yes. And now I think there's definitely fewer of the, those projects about. You know, the sort of ten, twelve thousand square feet projects or whatever. And there's definitely fewer people competing for them. So on something like that, there's probably in a city like Plymouth, there's probably only five or six or maybe eight people that might do it. Um, you've got, you know, the the sort of uh, financial resources and all the others, you know, the confidence and all the other rules resources around them to do it. Um, but most of those buildings are vastly overpriced. Um, and they, the agents uh, are working to some weird old-fashioned formula of, you know, this is what it costs to, um, to, to buy, and here's the build cost, and they're, you know, and, and they're the only things. And you think, well, that's not the case. There's, you've got to make a profit yeah. over and above that. Like the way agents sell stuff, and you see stuff yeah. that's in the on right move and says would make a great HMO, and you think, well, yeah. it's right in the middle of, of Nottingham with the, the hardest Article 4 planning direction in the whole of the bloody country, and you're saying yeah. it can make a HMO. Oh, it just frustrates me sometimes. Well, okay. It is frustrating, and, they, you know, they don't take into account all the other costs as well. So, you know, you're paying for the cost of finance for two years, and you're, um, you know, that finance isn't cheap uh, quite often. And you're also, um, you know, you've got to pay for an architect, QS, you've got to pay all the other sort of surveys. You've got cash flow, the whole thing for two years. Um, so I was very glad to have Mike, my business partner and YPN involved in that. He's carried a lot of the, um, he's done a lot of the heavy lifting on that. And, um, you know, you've you've got uh, yourself and Mike have been in partnership uh, in business for quite a long time. It's obviously um, something that you have managed to, what's the word, um, hone and uh, make successful for you. What tips can you give to the listeners about building such a great business partnership? Because sometimes it doesn't work quite as well. Sometimes people... Uh, going to business together and um, it gets quite messy. How have you and Mike managed to keep that relationship as good as it is in, and to continue to grow? Okay, well, I don't know if Mike's watching this this morning. I hope so, because um, you know, Mike's brilliant, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm nothing in comparison with him, you You're know, he does all the heavy lifting and, I'm, uh, and, and, and puts up with my ludicrous ideas and stuff like that. But he's hugely ambitious, but he's, he's also a realist, you know. We can all be ambitious, but he, he looks at the numbers behind the numbers. Um, I think in the early days when we started working together, we probably clashed quite a bit and argued quite a bit because we're all, you know, we were both wanted the best for the business, but we didn't necessarily know what that was. So we didn't agree on it. And, and we and we got through that and we found, I, I think, I, uh, I hope Mike would agree, a really good way of working together. And part of that is <clears throat> understanding what you're good at. So 
I'm okay at this bit, you know, so when it's interviewing people and finding interesting projects for the magazine and, you know, coming up with a, maybe a different way to sort of promote stuff and sell stuff and stuff like that, I'm okay at that. I think Mike's also very good at the, you know, the ideas to sell things, um, you know, managing the business on a sort of day-to-day -day basis from the cash flow side of things. He's, uh, I think you've both got to actually be willing to put in the hours as well, the physical work to get it done because um, ideas are great, but you do actually have to have people to implement those ideas. So, what about sharing? Um, I mean, this sounds a little bit. I suppose. Look, I don't know. Um, sharing your your feelings. I don't mean obviously. You know, you're, you know. When yeah, I say feelings, I mean yeah. sometimes. Sometimes you 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 can think, well, oh, hang on a minute, I'm not happy with that, or I'm not happy with that. And very often, people will bottle that up inside, and that will grow, and then that will turn into something bigger. Yeah. How important do you think the communication side of that is in your relationship? Um, I think, you know you've got to be willing to stand your ground for something you believe in always um but um it's interesting because uh you know in a sort of marriage you know you might have an argument and that might carry on for a while um by either party by either party but you know you can't really do that in business you've got to kind of move on from that and say do you know what you were right I was wrong I apologize I lost lost my temper I was a bit grumpy I was tired or whatever it is I think you're amazing and I probably don't tell Mike enough but I you know I uh you know i think he's amazing it, you know and i definitely wouldn't be doing what, what we're doing now without him and and i think it's important you know without going all dewy eyed and crying or something like that i actually think that's important in every area of your life if you can to um you know try and try and make the people who are close around you and close to you feel valued um you know that, that's pretty important to me i think I'm, I'm i'm fiercely loyal is the one thing i would always say so you know uh, um I think that's, um, you're also very humble. You know, you keep saying, oh, you know, I'm not the brains behind all of this and stuff. <clears throat> I think you are um, a very inspirational man. Um, and, for, you know, I've, we've known each other for, I don't know, five years or so. Um, and, you know, you're just such a pleasure to spend time with as well because you're just a normal guy that's done really, really well. You know? um, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you and, and, and to pick your brains. And it's nice to be on the opposite side of the fence for once and me being able to ask you the question. So yeah. I know we spoke about, um, I don't know, was it was a year and year and a half ago. Weren't you looking at a church at one point? to uh, Yeah, we, we got really close on that. So uh, it was a, a burned out church in the centre of um, Bristol near the um bristol royal infirmary and um so it went to interview which was a weird experience i haven't interviewed for anything in you know i can't remember how long and um I, uh so we you know we went in, into battle as it were you know sort of i won't say suited and booted but in our developer's uniform of smart jeans shirt and the blazer which i think is what every developer wears um and so it's Mike and myself and Peter, our, our architect, and thank God he was there because he was amazing. And we, you know, we pitched for our idea for the church and um, and we didn't get it. Uh, someone else is, is um, turning it into a community centre. So, you know, you can't compete with that. I think, you know, the, um, the diocese really liked the idea of keeping something in the community. Uh, uh, and so we didn't get it. But that happens quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's that's property, isn't it? You know, and you can put your bids in. It's not always going to get accepted. And very frustrating when it doesn't. Where do you source your deals from, Ant? So we talked about the Crescent earlier, and we talked about, um, I can't remember the exact name of it, the other bigger deal that you've just been doing. Convalescent home, yeah. Yeah, Pern House. Where, where do you source them from? Do you do it yourself, or have you got a team? Um, well, Christy, who's one of our partners in it, is, is 
uh, uh, you know, supremely excellent at um, chatting up estate agents and building those relationships. She, she really is an absolute sort of master of it. Um, and so she's she's found quite quite a number of them. Um, I think we we found one of them as a sort of you know, uh, or a secretive tip. This one, yeah, we found one of them on right move um, which you know it was it was the per but yeah. per actually you know, ten thousand square feet of grade two listed buildings on there for you know a shade over 500 grand and um and we bought it like that so yeah. the definitely um making contact with commercial agents has been useful they're, they're a different breed to your high street residential agents definitely yeah, they are very much so. And they get to see a lot of the more um, strategic stuff as well that we tend to do. Um, and you can get what you're doing as well. You know, you can say, okay, well, we're going to buy it subject to planning or, you know, agree terms in the contract. And they understand all of this. And, uh, it, it, you know, you don't have to, um, you, you know, go back to, to school and sort of explain things from scratch. Yeah. I mean, the deal that we did, um, the big deal, the last one that we did, we just we bought it for 1.1 million and um, we secured it initially on an option just so we could make sure we were going to get planning permission for it. It was only a very short one, very short option. And that's with a joint venture partner. And whilst we're on, you know, we're talking about partners, we have got the most amazing joint venture partner on that deal. Um, Susie, I'm sure Susie won't mind me talking about her. Um, And when it works, it works really, really well. And I think it is about managing those expectations and it's about being open and honest with each other. And if you are, then it just works absolutely perfectly. So um, I think Paul's, Paul Collier's, uh, hi again, Paul's just put a comment here. Uh, Paul's saying, a really important point made here, cash flow is king and seeing more and more people wanting to harvest the crop as soon as they have sown the seed. Aspirations are to be commended, but being pragmatic and working with experienced people is vital. And thanks for getting that message out. Thank you, Paul, for sharing that. And it is a really important message. So, Ant, I know that sort of moving forwards now, it's um, just gone half past nine. Um, you are really branching out with your portfolio. So you've got YPM Magazine and you've got your developments. You've got your buy-to-let portfolio. And now you're moving on to the fitness industry. Yeah, kind of. And this, again, is very early days at the moment. But, um, you, you know, one of the things I love about, you know, the magazine business and my investment portfolio, which has, you know, some HMOs in it and, you know, quite a lot of single lets, is that your customers pay you every month. So I wouldn't like to go into a business now where every month I had to go and resell. So like selling cars or something like that for me would be an absolute nightmare, you know. And I did, uh, I worked in recruitment years ago and I'd sort of start each month with, okay, you know, I've got to make whatever my target was that month, you know, 15 grand or something. And I started with nothing, they worked the ball clean and I hated it. Um, so when I worked in that, I also ran a sort of contracts desk as well. And that was great because I knew I had, whatever 50 guys out working money would come in from that i was going well that's loads easier work than 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 starting from scratch every month so and a really good friend of mine and uh is um uh runs the gym that i go to and i'm definitely not particularly brilliant advert for that uh so i won't be (laughs) maybe i'll be even the before picture rather than the art bring alex here in to promote it for you yeah Yeah. (laughs) hello alex yeah so so john uh, is a good friend of mine so we um he has um, found a, a, a really good site. Um, he runs a CrossFit gym, and I don't know if you know anything about CrossFit, but loads of people in the property community do it now. Um, you'll be next on it, I reckon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm invited. No, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we it's it, it's a big unit um, in a in a sort of prime location, and we have to go through planning um, to get change of use from retail to to leisure as, as a gym. So that's that's the point we're at at the moment. So it's fingers crossed. But I really like that sort of recurring income model that you don't sell once to your customer. You know, they come back and you have a a, a a customer base that you can sell other stuff to. So within the gym, you know, we can tell them T-shirts and trainers and uh, protein shakes and, you know, whatever else it is. YPN magazine. YPN magazine, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I like... You have a YPN store in there. Yeah, yeah. So, and, 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 you know, Mike is actually, again, very much involved in that. You know, I'm involved, you know, it, it's a marriage, Mike and I. We, we, we always say, you know, we... I do everything with Mike and um, again he's kind of ruthless with the numbers so he's produced you know three year business plan projections whereas I'm the person going yeah yeah this is going to look amazing so uh, I'm going to do a bit of that with him I actually, it sounds like an amazing relationship you've got with Mike no so um, and just slightly going backwards I know we've done YPM magazine but I did want to ask you the question was there ever a consideration to try and get that out onto the shelves in the shops or is it always a mail order um, yeah well yeah, we did have a conversation with um, uh, one of the distributors for W. H. Smiths years and years and years ago, and they rather depressingly sort of said to us, "Well, well, people are only really interested in, um, you know, like celebrity news and you know stuff okay. like that." Yeah, uh, um, you know, what you do is 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 not really you know of interest to the retail market, which I found hugely depressing. Mm. Um, so. We, we didn't pursue it. And also that model is, um, at the time, it would have been very costly for us to pay for the distribution. And then you pay, you also pay for the disposal of all the magazines they don't sell. So oh, yeah. uh, I, I actually think it's, we're in a different world now. And, and because of, sort of social media, a lot more in, people are interested in you know, personal development and wealth side of the nine to five job. So I think if we, if we, we may... I don't necessarily see us going down that sort of retail route. I would love to, and it's a time thing, isn't it? And um, perhaps we'll talk about time if we've got a minute in a minute. Um, well, that's actually that, next on my list, bizarrely. <laughs> that I'd love to do a sort of, you know, a magazine or an app or whatever about small businesses, people trading through eBay, people who are making sort of money on the side or outside of the nine to five or mums who are doing it whilst bringing up kids. Because I think these days, you know, with, with eBay and, you know, you can buy and sell stuff through Facebook and you, it doesn't take a lot to create a small business now. We're all interested in it actually. Um, so I'd love to do that, but I probably mm. won't find time. So let's talk about time. Talk about time. So I know that at the moment um, you've got so many plates spinning, and that's awesome. Uh, and and you know you look you look really well on it as well. You know you don't look tired and and miserable and thinking, oh my god, I've got so much on. I know that family is very important to you, and as it is to most of us, you've got Anne and your twins as well. So how do you manage your time around all of this, Ant? Okay, well I kind of you know I make a list every day. Um, so I, I get up. Six ish in the morning. My my first job of the day is to make Anna a cup of tea and me a cup of coffee. Um, and then I take the dogs for a walk um, every day um, in the morning for about 45 minutes up on the Mendip Hills. And that in, gives me a bit of clarity on the day actually to sort of think, okay, what am I doing today? And then I come back and I make a list and I sort of break down what am I going to do and how long is it going to take me? So I have a list of, you know, nine to nine thirty or whatever 
chatting with Rick. <laughs> um, you know, what, every what, day, what, Rick. Yeah, well, no, yeah, well, yeah, maybe it should be. Um, and I, I hate, I really, really hate the macho thing that seems to go on about boasting about how many hours people work. I, I detest it. Um, you know, people are saying, no, I'm, I'm up at four and I, you know, I didn't finish till two the following morning. And I genuinely don't believe that people can do that. I think most of us have got about six hours decent work in us a day. And you can do a 14 hour day every now and then or a 16 hour day, but not every day. And if you are doing it, then you're not doing something right. You know, you've you've got to outsource. You've got to find someone else to take that job on at some well, point. What if, what if people are, are out there at the moment just forging the business and starting from nothing yeah. and working on their own? What is that? Is that a little bit different? Yeah, it is different, and you've got to put in the hours then. And but but you know, wherever possible, you should try and work smart and efficiently. And I think we kid ourselves a lot of the time that you know we might be chatting online or whatever or staring at our phone and. and and actually class those hours as working hours, whereas they're probably not really, are they? You know, if you were to say, what is going to take my business forward today? What are the 10 things, the 10 phone calls I'm going to make? You know, whatever, you know, watching videos on Facebook of a cat falling off a fence. <laughs> it's not going to be in the top 10. We all do it. We all, I do it, you know. Um, so... I try not to work more than, say, six hours a day or thereabouts, and I try and take a Friday off. Now, that doesn't mean I don't do any work on a Friday. It just means that yeah. I, you know, I make a few calls or whatever, but I'm not going to be tied to a desk necessarily. Just, your business isn't stopping, is it? Because you've got a good team. Now, I know that um, your team are all remote, and, and the way you bring all of that together is really awesome. So let's talk about that, if that's okay, Ant, for the now. I know you're, you work remotely, don't you? Yep. Um, how do you bring all of that together? Do you have a daily meeting online or? No, not really. We do. Um, so every Monday I spend with Mike um, and then we'll do a sort of catch up with a lot of the members of the team. Um, Mondays are sort of, uh, we're working on sort of the business development side of things. So making sure all the sales arms are happening, checking the results of stuff. And then Tuesdays, is my sort of editorial day. So I'll do, I, I'll, you know, on a Tuesday, I'll do any of the interviews I'm doing for the magazine and the podcast interviews. Talk to Jane, who's our editor and the editorial team about, you know, what we've got coming up or there might be questions about certain articles. Um, so I, I try and break the days apart. So I'm not covering, because we'd, I'd, Michael and I are definitely uh, guilty of we'll sometimes have a conversation and in 20 minutes we'll have covered, you know, three different things on the magazine, what's happening with one of the development, <laughs> where we are with the new site for the gym, and the hotel we're going to look at by next. And you think, my head's fried, I can't do it. Yeah. So uh, Mike's better at that than me, but I, I have to sort of simplify things a little bit and, um, you know, have set aside certain brain space for certain topics, I think. And are you able to switch off, and <clears throat> You know, when you, you say you finish work at sort of three o'clock, you go and get your twins, um, and then kind of it's family time, are you able to like just flick that switch um so yes and no really i'm not obsessing about work all the time and i'm definitely not on the phone all the time for work but i'm always thinking about it there's probably you know uh and i guess we all do that a little don't we you know i'm not i'm not made that way i'm i'm sure you're not either and most of the people watching this aren't the sort of people who when you go on holiday that's it. I'm never thinking about the business because I'm, you know, I'm not at work anymore. I'm thinking about it a lot of the time, but 
that's okay. It's sort of multitasking, isn't it? Yeah. Playing with the kids or going to swim with them or whatever, and yeah. you know, ideas will come in. It doesn't take that time away from your family time because sometimes, very often, you know yourself that you've got a task in your mind. It's not going particularly well, and then maybe one of uh, you know your one of your children will come in and ask you a question, and you'll snap at them. You think, "Oh no, yeah. no, it's not because it's not their fault." And all of a sudden, you think, "Hang yeah. on a minute, you need to have that line because very often the two can cross over." Yeah, it is difficult, and not being grumpy is probably one of the biggest challenges that most dads face. Probably that's, that's a man thing. It is a man thing, without a doubt. And, you know, sometimes I sort of, I don't know, I drive with my son to whatever, gymnastics or something like that. And, you know, he'll talk to me for 45 minutes on the way there about um, whatever's going on in block craft or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand any of this. And I, so I find myself doing, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. And I think, yeah, and it's not sinking in. My son plays PUBG or something. It's a, It's an iPad game, and he's really obsessed with it now. You know, and he talks to me about it all the time, and he gets really. He says, "Dad, Dad, I got a new achievement." I'm like, "Yeah." I, I know, and, and I sort of I try and you know feign interest, and you know, but um, but that's their world, isn't it? You know, that's their world, and yeah. um, I also um talk to them about the business quite a bit as well. Weirdly, like they're only eight, and and um, I was trying to buy this piece of land a little while ago, and um, they know it because we go for lunch at this sort of restaurant really near it. Sorry, someone's trying to phone me. Turn off. Um, and somebody wants in shares in YPM magazine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and and they were saying to me like one day, so I said, Dad, did you get that bit of land? And then I was like, Oh, do you know what? He, he still hasn't come back to me. And they're like, Oh, what's the matter with him? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. We get that a lot. But I do my webinars because I do quite a few webinars. And unfortunately, where we live, very similar to you, aren't we? Well, we're not actually as much in the sticks as you are, but we're in Malvern. The internet signal is not great. So we have to switch everything off in the house apart from the router that I'm plugged into. And my kids are like, oh, another webinar. Oh, they just don't understand. You know, it's, um, I don't suppose they're in that mindset because they're surrounded by it. Ant, um, what's the plan then for you? So is there an exit or are you just going to keep on going? Um, that's a good question, isn't it? So, okay. I think it's really important if, if you can do it and if I can do it and if we can do it to make enough money so that you don't have to work again. You know, you don't have to work. And, you know, we're probably not necessarily that far off it. And I'm sure you, 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 you're, you've probably got their ages to go, Rick. But, however, that's not really the point because I'm not, never going to not work. I don't, I don't think that would be good for me at all. You know, I think I'd be miserable and hopeless and, you know, even more grumpy. So um, I, I can't really see me, you know, saying I don't want to do this. I'd like to go to a point where I have what? For me, and it's a different number for everybody, is my sort of financial security, you know, enough money in the bank, enough passive income coming in. So I don't have to do anything if I didn't want to. But that definitely doesn't mean that I, I won't. Uh, someone said to me the other day, we were talking about Christmas and, you know, those stresses at Christmas. We've got a lot of people staying over Christmas for, for about sort of three weeks in a row. And I was going, yeah, we've got someone up for um, uh, Boxing Day. And really, you know, that's you know, done with a quieter one. And she said to me, yeah, you know, just sit around in your pajamas watching movies. So I was like, yeah, that's not me. I'd <laughs> be yeah. like, get up and walk the dogs at six o'clock, but not talk to anybody for that, that one. Was it. Just be in your own, in your own space. Yeah. For the time yeah. yeah. So with the magazine, you know, we, we will, I, I sort of alluded to it earlier on. There's a, a, a plan to enable 
um, uh, readers to, to to be able to buy a share in it, which we'll tell more about in 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 um, a few weeks. You know, we have a sort of slightly longer term aim, aim than that as well of you know building it to a certain level where it's it's maybe of interest to sort of an institutional buyer as well. Um, the um, I, I like looking at sort of these different business models as well, the sort of high uh, income stream, high yield investments. And, you know, we're, we're looking at a couple of different ones, the gym one at the moment and a hotel that we're looking at next week. So, um, yeah, there's no no plans to sort of, you know, go around. Well, that's an important thing to do. You know, you've got to have something to get up for, haven't you? You've got to have something to occupy your mind. And very, you know, when you've got lots of plates spinning like we have, there's lots of things going on in there. And then all of a sudden to have nothing. I was driving to the office the other day thinking, wow, you know, there's so much going on right now. What would I do if I retired? What would I fill my head with? And it would probably fill it with very uh, insignificant worries um, you know, silly things that really didn't matter. And that would then start to be the demise of me, I think. I, I had this conversation with Anna a little while ago and said, if I stop work, you know, I, I love the fact that I'm connected to a lot of people and I can sort of pick up the phone and I can talk to really interesting people about what they're doing and share ideas. And, and if that were to stop, all of a sudden, I'd be, oh, yeah, he's the bloke that just puts the bins out on a Monday night. And, That's it, yeah. And moans about the litter or the dog poo. Yeah, yeah that would be it. So I, I don't, you know, saying that, you know, I'd probably like to, I, I say, I'd like to sort of travel a bit more and, you know, yeah. but we do have a lot of holidays. But, you know, like most people were sort yeah, of tied to, tied to these um no school holiday things, which is a yeah. bit of a pain, but um, it would be nice yeah. to have a little. More I think I'd like to do. That. I'd like to travel a bit more. Um, I know. Again, we like to go on cruises and things because of Ben. Um, yeah. But for us, yeah, traveling's quite high on our. You know, because we didn't. We didn't really do it when we were kids. Lorraine and I have been together twenty-seven years. You know, and we've always been in business. Always. Uh, we you know we we met. We bought a chain of pubs, and then I went into the police and all of that. Uh, but we've always had that business around us, so we've never really not experienced it and i think i would like to 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 a point get to be um um not passive but leveraged leveraged enough to be able to say well i don't the business doesn't need me in it anymore i'm mm. going to go out and start doing a bit of traveling once the kids are old enough to be able to look after themselves hopefully if ben's able to do that and um it's nearly 10 o'clock um i want to thank you so much for today i could talk to you all day it's awesome it's just like yeah. catching up you know yeah. just like we would do if we were uh, together at uh, at a party that that you didn't yeah. attend on Saturday night. I, didn't. I was at another party. I'm afraid I really missed it because um, this was the um, it was the pin annual Christmas do, and I think for the last sort of eight years running, I've probably won most drunk attendees. <laughs> you were missing with the hip flask. I do my best to. So you, yeah. best. you should have taken it remotely. Um, we've got a question saying, what's the secret of a good partnership? We've covered that, actually. So whoever's asking that question, we did cover it right at the beginning. So if you want to replay, that's cool, because uh, Ant has spent a bit of time talking about his partnership with Mike. So, folks, that's it for today. It's an amazing interview. I'm sure you'll agree. So a quick uh, synopsis. If you want to subscribe to YPM Magazine, you'll click on the link that I'll provide later. Uh, the first copy is free, and then after that, it's $7.95 a month if you choose to subscribe on a page you go. Um, Ant also mentioned, and you heard it here first, that there may be an opportunity in the future for people to invest in YPM magazine. So if you're interested in that, maybe contact Ant directly, and hopefully we'll be um, hearing a little bit more about that at some point in the future. And of course, um, Ant and Mike and the team are going to be releasing an app for YPM magazine very, very shortly. So we're really excited um, at looking at the release of that. So Ant, thank you once again for spending your morning with us and have an absolutely awesome day. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Rick. Thanks for Thanks a lot. for an hour. So, yeah.
Okay, take care. So folks, that's Cup of Tea with Rick G. We're back tomorrow with Andy Haynes from Bradley Haynes Law. Andy is a property specialist and his company is a property specialist lawyer uh, company. So they can help with contracts and building up all sorts of things that you need for your property business. So join us back tomorrow at 9am and have a great day. Thank you very much. Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. GoTenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because GoTenant is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more.